Section 9 of A Study of British Genius by Havelock Ellis. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Leon Harvey. Chapter 9. Stature. Nature of the data. Tendency of British men of ability to vary from the average in the direction of short, more especially of tall stature. Apparent efficiency of the medium-sized. As regards stature, I have succeeded in obtaining information in 362 cases. In 276 cases, the information is indefinite. In 86 cases, definite. In the first and larger group, which includes women, 119 are said to be tall, 74 of average or medium height, while 83 are short. There is frequently some difference of opinion regarding the eminent person's height, and selecting the most probable estimate, I have borne in mind the common tendency to regard a man who is really of average height as short and to regard a tall man as of average height, our standard of height. In other words, tend to be above that of the general population. There still results, however, in abnormally small proportion of medium-sized persons. Although these form the bulk of the population, this discrepancy may be accounted for in part by a tendency among biographers to ignore stature when it shows no exceptional deviations from the average. A smaller group of men of genius, whose height is definitely known, furnishes evidence of a more reliable character. The distribution of height in this group is as follows. A table is displayed on the page. We have heights in feet and inches. It will be noted that here, and in the other group, we still have a marked efficiency of medium-sized persons, and a predominance of the tall over the short. It may be said that here also there has been a tendency to ignore the height of the average-sized man of genius, and such a tendency may be admitted as in the past at all events, accounting for this deficiency. The very marked preponderance of the tall over the short still remains. If we take five foot nine inches as the average of the class producing men of ability, this was the average height of the fathers of Galton's English men of science, we find that fifty of our men of genius are above that height and only twenty nine below it. It will be observed that there is a very considerable proportion of individuals over six feet in height as various other persons on our list are described as gigantic, although that precise stature is not known, we must conclude that there really is an excess of such abnormally tall persons. It is noteworthy that the men of genius who spring from the lower social classes tend to be abnormally tall. The lower social class are always shorter on the average than the upper classes. But it is remarkable that among the very small number of our British men of genius we have, who have sprung from the lower social strata, a considerable portion are not only tall but excessively tall. Of the seventeen British men of genius who are known to have been six foot one inch or over in height, I believe seven sprang from the peasantry or lower the middle class social group. These include Cook, Cobbett, Trevithick, and Barrow. It would appear, although I do not propose to discuss the question here, that the organic impulse to intellectual predominance most clearly seen in those individuals on our list whose social environment has been against the development tends in some degree to be associated with a corresponding energy and physical growth. There may well be, in men of genius, a tendency to physical variation in both directions, to deficiency as well as to excess, but it is predominantly in the direction of excess. The average height of Cambridge students is nearly 5 feet 9 inches, centimetres 174.8. Neither all of the classes of the community in England are below this height. Porter among St. Louis children, publications, American Statistical Society, 1894, found that superior intellectual capacities associated with superior stature an inferior intellectual capacity with inferior stature. Christopher, Journal of the American Medical Association, 15 September, 1900, found the same result among Chicago school children. 
This result was severely criticised and could not be accepted without qualification. Gilbert at Iowa found no such correlation, but rather the reverse. It must be remembered that there were various kinds and degrees of ability and various ways of testing it. Nor can it be assumed that the results that hold good of average school children, even we have definitely ascertained what those results are, necessarily hold good also of men of genius, who are an extremely exceptional class. Papibolt, Bull's Society de Anth de Paris, 1899, page 446, has found that giganticism is sometimes associated with infantilism, more or less glabrous conditions of body, defective pigmentation, more or less underdevelopment of sexual organs and impulse, etc. Although infantile persons have no necessary tendency to become giants, he believes that there is some deep underlying but yet undermined connection between the gigantism and the infantilism. This is interesting in view of the frequent association of some degree of infantilism with some degree of giganticism in men of extraordinary intellectual ability. Combs stated that individuals born in summer tend to be taller than those born in winter. Although the numbers are far too small for any decisive statement, our British men of genius possibly show such a tendency. Unless we take the extremely low heights, there is not indeed an absolute majority of winter-born, October-March, over summer-born, April-September, among the short. But it certainly appears that while among those whose height is below five feet five inches, there are as many as four winter-born to six summer-born. Among those who are over six feet one inch, there is only one winter-born to six summer-born. It was found by Arthur MacDonald that in America, first-born children of school age tend to be larger than later children. This is not in accordance with the results found at birth, nor can it be said to hold good as regards the very meagre data furnished by the British men of genius on my list. A strict comparison is not possible, but it may, at all events, be said that the preponderance of eldest children among British men of genius below 5 feet 7 inches of height is somewhat greater. If indeed there can be said to be any real difference, than among those who are of five feet ten inches. End of chapter nine.